0: For those of you who know you're not a marketer and you see that your CEO is trying to get you to do stuff that marketers do and you're pushing back with technical explanations. Shame on you. Get out the way. Will you just go and write your code and let marketers be marketers? And, and, <laughs> and for those of you CEOs and entrepreneurs that don't know, stop relying on your web developer to do everything online.
1: Welcome, everyone, to Begin As You Mean To Go On. I'm your host, Karanda Adair, and today I have the privilege and the honor of sitting down to talk with Chris L. Davis from Automation Bridge. And I came across Chris... When he was at Active Campaign, he was the director of education and he hosted the Active Campaign podcast. And when he left that company, I was like, Where's Chris? <laughs> I went on the internet, I was like, He's out here somewhere. And I found him over at Automation Bridge and I reached out and I was like, When is your next podcast? <laughs> And now I've had the, the honor of being part of his mentorship and learning even more deeply from him. So welcome, Chris, and thank you for being my first podcast guest. This is unbelievably exciting.
0: Oh, this is well, thank you first, Karanda. And this is so special for me because I, I never shared this and it didn't I didn't realize it until you just said what you what you mentioned. When I was no longer at Active Campaign, I was in this transition where I was really enjoying the podcast that I was doing there. And I was just kind of in a funk, you know, it came to an end so abruptly to me. It was just kind of like, man, you know, I felt like we were just getting into a flow. So I was in a place where I knew I knew something worked but I didn't necessarily have the additional motivation maybe to act with urgency to like create my own podcast. And it was your email Karanda. I remember you emailed me that exact (laughs) day. You're like, uh, (laughs) when is the next one? And I'm like, well, Chris get you know get, get, pick yourself up man get it together and give people what they want
1: <laughs> so. oh man I love that I lo- so you're welcome everyone I am responsible <laughs> for the all systems go podcast you can thank me later <laughs> yeah, you are oh a that's great.
0: catalyst and and it it goes to what I've always believed is if you lead with value you know you just focus on providing as much value as possible, the law of reciprocity will be on your side. You know, there's going to be people that will have your back and and be looking for a way to give back. Like, hey, look, keep going. When's the next? (laughs) You know, like, keep moving. So you were that for me. So I appreciate that.
1: Oh, I love that. All right. Well, introduce yourself officially. And specifically, I would love to hear about your beginnings and kind of the Cliff Notes version of, of how that led to where where you are today.
0: Yes. So everybody, as Karanda mentioned, my name is Chris L. Davis. I'm the founder of Automation Bridge. And I'll tell this story how you, how you request it. So Automation Bridge started off as chrisldavis.com. Right. So I am a engineer, an electrical engineer, and I graduated from Kansas State University. I thought I was going to school to learn how to make video games. I, I, I did learn that, realized I didn't like it, switched over to electrical engineering, love circuits. I just loved ones and zeros, voltage, ohmage, <laughs> you know, everything. Um, so they were circuits were like solving problems for me. So I was like, oh, my gosh, this is fun. You know, you print out a schematic, figure out the the capacitors, the resistors, the voltage, you know, everything to balance it. It had to be balanced. So that's what led me down to uh, electrical engineering, worked at Lockheed Martin for seven years as a firmware engineer. Quick note, this is back when firmware did not exist, everybody. So you know how they could just push firmware updates to your phone, push firmware updates to your devices, I was doing that back when it was only a military application and it was wow. mind boggling. Like, wait a minute, how can we update this chip? And we're all the way in America. Right. So that was the application I was working on. That was the language. So firmware was not what it is now. Everybody knows what firmware is now. But back then, even I was confused. Like, what is firmware? Is that like underwear or something? Like, what, <laughs> what, what is this? Is this like a nickname? Um, so anyways, I was there for seven years, loved it for two hated it for five. Just being honest. <laughs> <laughs>
1: for
0: the first that's years, real talk. <laughs> right. I worked with a diverse set of guys uh, and females. Actually, I had people from Vietnam, Africa, America. I mean, it was so diverse. And then as time went on, it was so not diverse and so robotic and so routine. And that's when I realized as as technical as I love to be, there's a part of me that's driven even more by engaging and interacting with people. So when my time came to an end at Lockheed Martin, I was searching for a way to make a transition into entrepreneurship because I started following the Pat Flynn's and Brenda Bouchard's and all of these other internet marketers. And I chose web development. It was code, right? I know how to code. Businesses online need code. You're welcome, I've arrived, pay me the big bucks. Long story short. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that didn't work. <laughs> like that was the most ineffective approach I've ever taken in life to anything, by the way. So, so after going broke, I ended up getting away into the startup space, and that's where I spent the prior Six years, um seven years now, really, uh, with Lee pages, their landing page platform, I helped them scale to thirty seven million then active campaign, helped them scale to one hundred and twenty million, and I learned a lot of lessons along the way. The biggest thing is I started automation bridge somewhere in between. I started Chris L Davis was when I was at uh, Lockheed Martin and then that transition into entrepreneurship i ended up hooking up with a branding professional her name is Rachel Gogos and she helped me come up with the idea of automation bridge fun fact i was in pittsburgh running a live workshop for active campaign she was in the workshop the entire time we didn't know who each other was until <laughs>
1: after the internet for you <laughs>
0: We shake each other's hands. She's like, Yeah, my name is Rachel. Uh, I was like, Okay, yeah, my name is Chris. She was like, Wait a minute, Chris Davis? Because we, you know, <laughs> back then, video, Zoom wasn't around, you know? So this was like it's our like first like the slow
1: mo <laughs> running towards each other on yes. the beach.
0: <laughs> yes. So now, Automation Bridge, I, I run full time and it is a amalgamation of everything that I've learned strategies, tips, tricks, uh, failures. Right. Everything in one to serve digital marketing professionals, to help them really navigate the automation space, because it's a growing industry. And I want uh, everybody who has the heart and the desire to get in it, to be able to get in it deep and profitably.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, so much. <laughs> we were talking about that, you know, before we hit record and trying to distill all that and and download it into other people is is the challenge. Yeah. Um. So I want to ask you about why you do what you do. What is what is the powerful why behind your mission?
0: Yeah, I'll start off by saying, I think my why started like everybody else's and it was like unknown. So whenever you don't have a why, you just adopt someone else's, <laughs> right? You're like, well, <laughs> right? Yep. I don't have a reason, but their reason looks good. So I'll use that. So the most tangible thing for me was, I wanted to have a a career doing something technical and be able to buy a house with the basement. That was that was literally my driving force. Um, and I wanted to why have why is
1: the basement important?
0: I you know what, Corona, my wife asks me that all the time. <laughs> I think I had so I grew up with a finished basement. Most of my memories from childhood are in that basement. From ah. video games to Jumping off the couches like we're WWF wrestlers, you know, like every, uh, <laughs> sticking a feather in the socket and it blowing up. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> that's what's down there. <laughs> you know, oh, I have man. all of these memories in the basement. So it was just something. My wife was like, "What is it with you in basements, right?" Oh um, my goodness. So, so that was literally my driver, and soon enough, and and I think. I love this question, Karanda, because there comes a time with people when you borrow someone else's why, where you start operating in that why and it's no longer fulfilling. And what happens, Karanda, is a lot of people feel guilty and they stay in it because maybe that why is good. So my why was producing money. Right. I had a career in engineering where, you know, let's be honest, uh, African-American engineer is not just something that you see walking down the street, especially in the Midwest. So I'm like trailblazing. How dare I be dissatisfied with where I'm at? Right. (laughs) You know?
1: Yeah. But those golden handcuffs, I mean, (laughs) you got to get rid of them at some point.
0: And and the thing about Lockheed Martin is they were like cheap brass handcuffs. It was like they didn't even try to fake it. (laughs) Like they were gold. They were just like, look, man, we're not even going to use real metal and you're still not going to go anywhere. (laughs) It's just like putting them on every morning like, okay, you're right. (laughs)
1: Oh, man.
0: And that's what it was. And so what I was looking for was somebody else to validate my feeling of not feeling satisfied. And it just, I, it, it can't, your why can't come from an external source. It has to be internal. It's an introspective journey that you have to go on deep down and identify. So what I realized is that there was an impact in life that I wanted to make greater than programming these microprocessors and missiles and blowing up countries. Like <laughs> there, <Yeah>. was more, <laughs> there was more that I w- <laughs> wanted to give. I wanted to impact lives differently. I just didn't know what that was. So this whole journey of entrepreneurship for me has been a home, a homecoming, you know, a way of me discovering my why in various ways. Right. Learning along the way and keeping it in my forefront. And now I stand before you very clear on my why I've always when I say impact, that was the young Chris, the, 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 the more mature Chris is. I want to increase the quality of people's lives. And how can I do that? How can I increase the value the quality of your life is help you generate revenue and on the on the nonprofit side help you establish a strong family. So the for-profit side is what brings us together in its enhancing increasing the quality of the way people make money because I know that has a direct impact on the rest of their life. So that it literally is my why.
1: Yeah, that's deep. And also because, you know, we're in the automation space and there's so many hustling, burnt out business owners that yeah. are doing things that they don't necessarily have to be doing. I had a talk with a client just yesterday and he was like, yeah, I want to hire someone to do this. I'm like, you might. The robots could probably do that for you. Like they don't even know. <laughs> and giving people back time is a really yeah. powerful thing.
0: That's it. That's it. I I tell everybody the greatest gift that I can give to you is the gift of choice. If if I can give that to you where you could say no and be okay, (laughs) Right. Most people don't have that. They have to say yes every morning to something they don't want to do, a relationship they don't want to be in, a position they feel helpless in. So uh, given that being my why, I had to figure out, well, what is my unique contribution to it? Right. Like that's lofty. Increase the quality of people's business or, or earning potential, you know, like that's lofty. How do I play a role And that becomes the journey of figuring out who who am I in the marketplace and what can I do that a is is valuable for people who I'm transacting in the marketplace with and meaningful for me. Yeah. So automation became that bridge.
1: I love that. One of the things that I love about your podcast, which if you know me and you're not listening to the All Systems Go podcast, like, what is wrong with you? Get your life! I literally give out episodes like prescriptions. Like I will, I will in my group, I'll hashtag podcast prescription, and I'm like, y'all need to go listen to this this week, like right now. And it's usually every week, right? Let's be honest, it's every Thursday. <laughs> um. And one of the things I love so much, besides how hilarious it is, is the way that you talk about the mistakes that people yeah. make. Yeah. And I mean, that's really sort of the the driving foundation for this whole podcast. And my whole theme is you don't have to make all your own mistakes. <laughs> okay. yes. And if we can just get to you early enough, some of you, this is our hope, some of you can go around these potholes. So, tell me about some of the most common mistakes that you see folks make, you know, within your realm of expertise. Yeah, and let's talk about that.
0: Yeah, and some people are going to listen to these and be like, "Hey, that applies in my in my industry too." It, I know, I know. Uh, but the biggest <laughs> one, <laughs> the biggest one, I will say, and and just for context, where I'm talking specifically about automating marketing and sales processes with technology one of the biggest mistakes is not giving enough value or importance or focus to process, right? If you can master process, you will always produce profit always. Right. And I, I in my younger days, um, my, in my career, I didn't, I was just going for uh, activity. I didn't want, I, who cares about process? Let's just do stuff. Right. Like, let's just produce. And that is one of the most fatal mistakes that I have made. And I, I see continually made as technology becomes more tangible. Right. And the barrier of entry is, is lower, is that you can easily do activities that pose as movement and progress. And it's just you exhausting yourself. Karanda, let me say this. I'm, I'm getting I'm OK. We're getting naked. <laughs> Here we go. (laughs) Let me tell you something about me. The young Chris had the nerve to think that if you just did the right stuff, like if you just mimicked what everybody was doing in time, a million dollars would appear in your bank account. And I know that sounds crazy, (laughs) but (laughs) I literally was looking at all of these gurus. I mean, at this time they were calling landing pages, ATM pages. They're like you put one of these pages up and it just prints money for you. I'm like, okay. <laughs> ATM page, check. <laughs> okay. <laughs> A Weber, check. Okay. A video online talking about how great you are, check. All right, I got <laughs> I've got everything. Sit back, wait, struggle a little bit, wait for your struggle. Maybe you lose a car, maybe you have to, you know, like steal food for your family for dinner or something like that. Wait for the struggle and then the millions come. It sounds it sounds like it's it's hyperbolic, but it's not. <laughs> it is not. <laughs> I
1: know it's not because people are out here still. Someone is listening to this and they're like, "Oh no." <laughs>
0: Wait a minute. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> right.
1: Okay. So give me, can I, give me a tangible example. Let's br- yeah. let's bring it down to the ground about mm-hmm. what does it look like if you are making this mistake yeah. where you're just doing activity and you don't have process? What, yep. you know, what are the symptoms so people can recognize?
0: It, yeah. The first What's is that? exhaustion and, and it continues from there. It just grows. Right. <laughs> so in this, in this mode that I was in, Karanda, I had the nerve to wake up every day at like 4.30 a.m. Because again, activity is you wake up early. That's what successful people do and you'll just be successful. I would wake up at 4.30 and I would just play around on the internet all day. I I really would. When my wife came down, I would like act like I'm typing an email or something to to look like I'm being productive, but I wasn't doing anything. I'm just playing around with software and X, Y, Z. So um, to give you a tangible example, as I'm playing around with software, I find webinar software, you know, I've always been the type to try new software to see if it kind of fits what I wanted to do, um, whatever. So I find this webinar software. I said, well, look, I want to run a webinar. And I end up reaching out to Shay Binds of Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur. And she brings me on, you know, I'm a web developer at this time. So I'm selling a course to teach you how to build a website that comes with a community. Now, mind <laughs> you, <laughs> mind you, this is like seven years ago. So there was no Facebook groups. There is no group technology, forum technology like that. I literally created it in WordPress using like SimplePress or some bootleg plugin, whatever. That's not the point. The point is I ran this webinar and this is where process comes in. I ran this webinar, Karanda, and when I didn't make $10,000 at the end of the webinar, guess what? I stopped. I literally stopped everything. I closed down the community because nobody was in there. I didn't answer anybody's emails. I was just, I was shattered. Like my feelings were hurt. And <laughs> when I look back on that, my ignorance to the process, it prohibited me from eventually being profitable in that pursuit. There's a lot of peas there, but <laughs> you get what I'm saying, <laughs> right? I was in the process, Karanda. Nobody nails it on their first webinar. Most people who run a webinar don't make all of their sales right there on the webinar. It comes in the follow-up.
1: Okay, can we get real? Most people who run a webinar struggle to get people to attend (laughs) the webinar. Yes. That's like the first thing. Yes.
0: They struggle with the content. How do I format it? So not knowing that process, it robbed me from being able to pat myself on the back for the things that I did do right. And keep the momentum up for the potential that would work if I had just stuck with it. I should have kept running that webinar. I really should have, but I aborted too quick because I didn't understand process. You know,
1: uh, I love this so much because you know i run a content boot camp where i i say this jokingly except not where i teach people how to be people online right? <laughs> i teach people how to use content to sell and so i have a bunch of folks who are new they're in their first you know 3 to 5 weeks with me and so they're putting all this pressure on themselves when it comes time to start actually putting mm. content out there and they're like okay, can you review this first? And they're posting it in the group and they're bringing it to the copy feedback. And it's like, yeah, you know, you want to get better. But I had to tell them, I'm like, stop putting so much pressure on this one post. That is not why you are here. Yep. <laughs> You're here to build the process of creating content. You're here to build the skill of mm. creating content. You're here to build the habit of creating content and putting yourself out there so that, you know, people can find you and they can learn about you without you having to be directly present all the time. And now that I've been doing it for, you know, it's been almost two years at this point. And so now it's, it's easier because I can show them like I'll literally, you know, screenshot somebody who pops up in my DMs. And I always like to say like, oh, what, you know, what made you want to connect? And, and people are like, I just, I, you know, Facebook said I should know you. And then I went and I binged all your, mm. your stuff in your feed. And, and one person was like, I, I've stumbled into greatness. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is on our first message to me. We've never met. Wow. And so I'm like, you are building, you know, you're building a library. You're, you're building assets and that is a process. And so. I just, I love that you said that. Yeah. Cause, um, cause
0: one thing I'll add to it is uh process produces perspective, right? Mm. So when you know, when you're, when you, when you dedicate time to learn the process, you do, you, you're able to go through it with the right perspective. You're like, okay, I, I, I have this one blog post. This is where I'm at and this is what I need to be focused on. And this is what I don't need to be focused on. And you're just able to move a lot more powerfully. I know that there are probably people listening like, well, maybe it's going to be something else. Listen, some of the most boring stuff you'll learn in business is what makes you the most successful. Some people are just like, oh, process this, process that, just get stuff done. If it's not you, you need to get somebody that can master process, extract it from your brain, document it, you know, blueprint it out so that your business will continue to grow.
1: Yes, and I literally have a new operations manager starting today wow. and I'm and I love process, I love yes. documentation, but I as the CEO I just don't have the time and the brain yep. space to yep. to do it the way it needs to be done. So, I'm very excited about that. So, what can folks do if they're in this mode where they're doing activity and if they're in a mode where you know, in the beginning, we just, we kind of say yes to everything. We take these shortcuts, like we just want results right now. So what can you do to one, you know, get yourself out of a mode and really embrace process. And then two, what can you do in terms of getting the help that you need Whether you're a new business owner or you've been around a while, but you just don't have the resources. Because the thing that gets me, and I I know you have this too, is when people are in a group and they'll put, and someone just did this in my group. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, "Mm, I need to go live about this. (laughs) So that's going to happen soon. But it was like, hey, what do you use for this? Where do you host your course? And it's Mm -hmm. like, there's no context. There's no knowledge about their process. What can folks do to start to embrace process and what can they do when they have limited resources yeah. to to try to build foundation that's going to grow with them?
0: Yeah, great question. Um, I'll say this, you know, a, a lot of times people say, you know, gut check, right? You, you know, and that's essentially a saying to say, you know, check yourself and, and what is your gut telling you? Well, um, I, I like to do a, a, a bank check, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> And <laughs> because it is, it is the most humbling check that you can do is, uh, you know, look at all the activity that you're doing and then look at your bank account and see, and see does that reflect, <laughs> do, do the numbers Just straight there. for the
1: jugular <laughs> Love it. right?
0: reflect the action that I'm, that I'm making. And you have to come to the point and own that you're the, you're the point of failure in your business because I can't you unless they embrace this karanda they won't change and I was the same way it took my my mentor to tell me he he just called it out he said, hey son, how, how's your revenue doing And I was like, who is that <laughs> I was like who is revenue <laughs> I was new to business I I was not used to you know that being a common thing I'm like revenue' who's revenue and the fact that I didn't know it told him everything and he looked at me and said, well, that's not a business. That's a hobby. And you talk about just somebody to take your whole soul, look at it and say, you know what? I was going to take your soul, but I don't even want this. (laughs) It's like, oh my gosh. I mean, it was so debilitating, but what it did is it forced me to look at what I was doing. Like look at all of this stuff that you're doing and look at all of this that you're not making. So once I came to that realization That's what locked me in. And I and I understood how I'm going about things is not sustainable. It's not going to produce the results that I'm truly desiring. I can't say at that point I knew the answer was to really go through a solid process. I didn't know that, but I was ready to change. Had somebody told me that at that time, I probably would have jumped right on it. So hopefully these words are landing on that person who's ready to own that. You know what? It's me. I'm pointing the finger at everybody else. It's me. I I need to get it together. So that's the first thing you do a bank check. And as long as your, your, your bank account does not exceed your activity and energy, (laughs) like if you say I'm (laughs) I'm exhausting this much energy and you can see that it is actually has a positive correlation to your bank account. That's your first sign. You're just doing stuff. So you need to take a step back and really get clear. Now, when we talk about process, there is a process to growing a business, right, Karanda? Like that process is you have to have a market and you have to have a problem in that market that you can solve with a solution. Now, the process and how you go about solving that problem becomes your, your framework, right? It's it's your, your your IP, your intellectual property of how you produce a, a solution and a result in the marketplace. So that's where you start. You have to get clear on what are you doing and who are you doing it for? You cannot skip that point. I get it. Like you mentioned, Karanda, I can get MailChimp right now with zero dollars and start emailing people. (laughs) (laughs) What am I saying? What am I telling them to do next? If they don't do what's next, what do I do? How do I build a journey, which is multiple steps? How do I know if that journey is working? Like, I really need to take the time to step back and get clear, not just on what I offer, who I offer it to, but how. How do I get my offer to that person?
1: Yes. And that jibes so well with, you know, people say, well, what's boot camp? What do we do in the first, you know? And it's like, offer, audience, message. <laughs> like, those are the, yes. the pillars that I just keep. And, you know, you and I both come from a web development background yeah. and so as a web developer you know three years ago I would have been like you can't make money without a website <laughs> you know like yes, yes. but you know when you know better you do better right so mm-hmm. like those are the three things and and um you know someone came to me recently and was like oh this this sounds really good I'm gonna go get my website built first I was like mm,
0: mm, "Just oh,
1: missed it. <laughs> okay and you know I <laughs> well and she wants to come back and have me like maybe manage her digital marketing and like you know sort of the done for you side of my business and I was like mm-hmm. okay but you're gonna have some some unknown person make your website and then you want me to manage it I'm like I, I sent her an email that had I kid you not six different links to like my cautionary tales yep. <laughs> and yep. I'm like I'm like so just do what you want but if you come back and i tell you like this is a hot mess and we have to start over or you have to go somewhere else just i told you <laughs> like yes. you know um okay Absolutely. i love that so much so i think mentorship is a big part of this like kind of reducing reducing your mistakes yeah. and and shortcutting your yep. path to success yep. and you have an amazing mentorship program so please tell the people about that
0: yeah um you oh man I I could talk for hours on mentorship and it's honestly if if I were to tell somebody to do anything I would say find a mentor before you find a product right find a mentor Mm -hmm. before you find technology find a mentor before you find software because you're going to need someone's steps to follow until you can create your own path That's just what it is that that applies to life in so many facets. So I had the realization that I would actually be a good mentor when I was involved in a church in Ohio. And one of the leaders came to me and said, hey, you're going to lead this ministry, this, this and that. Now, mind you, I was just going because that's what I grew up doing. (laughs) You know, I'm just doing the Christian thing here. And here comes this pastor man saying these things. I'm like, well, clearly. People in this church don't get it because if you're saying God told you I'm gonna run a ministry, I'm not running nothing. You guys don't got it. <laughs> you guys don't got it. Matter of fact, I'm leaving. I'm about to leave the church. Coronda, I put my house on the market. I was not exaggerating. <laughs> my house on the market. I said, This whole state is full of wacky people. So I'm not just leaving the church. I'm leaving the state. Let me get out of here. And um, so I just kind of said, but until the house sells, I, I just kind of help out and i fell in love i did i fell in love with taking people under my wing and showing them the way so that was my first experience that wow people will really enjoy following my lead so when when i had that in my back pocket when i come to lead pages and i'm on i'm at lead pages experiencing all of this success as a as a automated systems builder money's coming in the funnels working blah 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 and i'm terrified I can't share this with anybody because I'm always worried that something's not working, something's going to break, and I won't know how to fix it. Since I'm the sole engineer of this system, <laughs> everything is going to. You know, oh, be on that's me. tough. Oh, it was the worst. It was the worst, and I and I promised myself. I said, you know what? If I can help, nobody will ever have to go through that. What I had to go through. So I created I created my mentorship program only after. I sought out mentorship. So it was uh, my mentor. I was following him for about three to four years because I couldn't afford his program. And then I finally started getting some course sales. I was able to afford his his program. I spent about 70% of all my earnings to enroll in his course. From that point on, that's where my mentorship program was birthed. It gave me a framework, it showed me the process. You know, so this is why I'm so passionate about process because I didn't know how to do it, Karonda. Before my mentor, I was charging like twenty dollars, fifty dollars for enrollment. <laughs> you know, I was oh, charging two hundred dollars with my knees knocking. And this is <laughs> this is the Chris who was at Lead Pages because the truth is this making
1: them thirty-seven million dollars, thirty-seven million dollars, and yet on your own, you're like mm, maybe fifty
0: dollars. <laughs> Get what I'm saying, and it's real because you making money for someone else is not the same as you making money for yourself. And a mm-hmm. lot of people make that mistake. They say, "Oh well, um, I, they did it for them; they could do it for me." Or you know, like, "Oh, I, I did it for that company; I could do it for me." No, no problem. It's different solving your own problem. <laughs> it really is. It takes a different skill. So, anyways, that's where the mentorship came from. I say, you know what? I've done something that nobody else had done and i don't think anybody has done it till this day it was a very unique situation but i said i'm not going to be the last that's going to be faced with this digital marketing is is just taking off and automated digital marketing is right behind it and in fact may eclipse it you know so i said you know as this industry is growing i'm going to make sure that i do my best to, to get people in place that not only give them the accountability and the support that they need, but since I had learned by working at Lead Pages how many of these internet marketers are straight fraudulent, <laughs> they live fraudulent, like, oh I don't even believe right? their names are what their names are. I don't believe any picture <laughs> online. I say, you rented those kids, you know, that's your, <laughs> that's your neighbor's car. That is a stray dog that you picked up off the, I don't believe any of it. Because when I saw the back end of all these businesses, I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys are liars. (laughs) You're all just liars. So that gave me the passion as well to do it the right way. There's no fluffing bells and whistles. It's hard work. It's real work, but it produces real results.
1: Can I, I want to just kind of call out something, a couple of things that you said in the beginning of that is that you had to get a mentor before you could be a mentor. (laughs) I want to call that out and yes. invested 70% of your earnings to get that first mentor and had to follow him for a few years, just like, you know, follow all the free stuff. I yep. really want to call that out because, you know, I get people and it's like you're in the beginning of your journey or your cash flow is wacky whatever it is. And you're like, Oh, I can't afford that. And I'm like, and I get these people and and sometimes it's people, you know, who have known me for a while. So they're, they're in my life, friends, family, whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Oh, I just wish I could. I just, Oh, I don't know how to do it. And I'm like, you're not in my free group. You're not on my email list. Yeah. You're not reading my blog. You're not using any of the resources that are freely available to mm-hmm. you, like mm-hmm. from the internet at large or from me personally. And then you're like, Oh, I can't, I can't, I can't. Right. So, you know, and that's why it's like, you know, people will say different stuff, but then you watch what they do. Right. Mm -hmm. So, and people, people will go out of their way to help you when they see you helping yourself. And so I just, it took a long time, but I just don't bother myself anymore with the people who are, just constantly struggling with the same thing for years because it's like, you know what? You might not have all the resources, but you have some.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'll say this to you, Karanda, you're really somebody worth listening to. So of course, if you're listening to this podcast, you're already on to (laughs) that, but it's also worth sharing because your approach is very similar, right? You, you have, I've read articles on you and you have continuously Looked for someone trustworthy, right, that has the knowledge to help you shortcut the path, learn from their mistakes so that you can get to that next level. I mean, that's what brought you and I together um, in the mentorship program as well. And I cannot commend that approach. As you see, I had to take it. Still am taking it. Right. You had to take it. Still are taking it. So when you're speaking, it's not from this aspirational. Hey, you guys try this. You literally have done this. And what, listen, everybody, what Quran is trying to do is save you from the thousands of mistakes you can't even imagine you're making right now and the tens of thousands you will make <laughs> going forward. <laughs> costly mistakes that just steal your momentum indictment on all you web developers out there as a recovering web developer who was just (laughs) focused on functionality and and looks um shame on you web developers who pose as marketers and then double shame on you for those of you who know you're not a marketer and you see that your ceo is trying to get you to do stuff that marketers do and you're pushing back with technical explanations shame on you get out the way Will you just go and write your code and let marketers be marketers? And and for those of you CEOs and entrepreneurs that don't know, stop relying on your web developer to do everything online. Web developers are not marketers. If you find one that is a marketer, that's rare, very rare. And I would personally like to vet them and just make sure (laughs) because most of the time they are not. They are they are sheep in wolves clothing. (laughs)
1: well and that is my that's my unfair advantage is that i was a web developer and i was like well this isn't helping anybody let me go figure out marketing yeah and so that that is the thing and i say the same thing because 99.9 percent of designers and developers don't know the first thing about marketing and they will just like let me let me use the latest javascript framework oh my gosh that's the
0: <laughs> what? How? Maybe we won't use WordPress. We'll just build your whole entire website on Python. What? <laughs> what? What are we talking about right now? <laughs>
1: what? What?
0: So, um, oh. yes, yes. No, that was an
1: important yes. tangent. Okay. So, who? Who is the right person for your mentorship program? Tell, yeah, like, yeah. what specifically are you training people up to do so they can recognize, like, if they need to go seek you out right now.
0: Yeah, so there's a huge need um in the marketplace right now. And the marketplace I'm speaking of is small businesses that are looking to digitize their marketing and sales. They realize that the traditional means it's not going to get them where they need to be. Um a lot of them COVID has required their web presence to be more effective than what it is. And to do that, my belief from experience is every business deserves a marketer of its own. So, if I'm going to be true to that, And meet the demand, then I have to duplicate myself in this marketplace as much as possible by training up these digital marketing professionals with the skills and acumen to build automated systems. So if you're somebody who, when you're listening to me and Karanda nerd out, you're like, keep talking. It doesn't matter. Keep going. Right? (laughs) Right. <laughs> like say some more. That is one sign that my my mentorship would be a good fit for you. However, I, I'm gonna disqualify some people real quick. Uh, but it's really good for if you're already profitable, okay because the systems that I the approach, my framework, my process that I teach you is gonna scale your effort. So anybody that knows multiplication, a thousand times zero, is still zero. <laughs> so you could be doing a thousand things. If it's not profitable, there's nothing I can do. OK, so you've got to have profits. You've got to have something for me to multiply. <laughs> and, and lastly, if you get it, if you get the technology, you love tinkering with it. Let me tell you, you, as Karanda mentioned, you have an unfair advantage right now, but it's only unfair if you couple that tinkering with true marketing acumen. Once you have both of those skills in one, you become one of the most lethal weapons for small businesses online. So if that's something that really gets your feet tingling, you're like, oh, my gosh, I didn't know that existed. I didn't know that career could be a thing. That's what my program is for. And it's to give you a framework, a process to follow so that you can start to provide this service to help these businesses grow because technology and marketing is here to stay. So if you are, if you're that techie, nerdy person that, that can pick up marketing and has the desire to do that, you want to be a consultant, a marketing consultant that does automated systems for a living, or you want to be hired by that startup. You want to be that marketing person for the startup. I can't think of anywhere else to go. In fact, the, that's the reason why I created it, because the expertise is not general knowledge yet. I got a friend who called me from Africa. I'm not exaggerating. I'm not making this up. Called me from Africa. He said, Chris, I've literally been searching the world (laughs) for somebody that knows as much as you know. And after scouring the the corners of the earth, there are five people that I would say in the world that know this stuff. And you are among the top five. That's all I wanted to call you about. Okay, have a good day.
1: I totally believe that because, you know, within within weeks within the first week of joining your mentorship program like my mind was blown and I had been a faithful podcast listener since before it was available to the public yeah. so I knew like your podcast alone is a masterclass but I I can validate and confirm that once you get inside, there's just, there's so much more. And it, it just immediately leveled up what I was able to provide for my clients and the oh, level yeah. of organization and 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 process. I'll say it again. <laughs> so, you know, if that's you, so where should they go?
0: So I'm going to, I'm going to help everybody out. For your listeners, I believe there's a little bit of Karanda in all of you. And if you exemplify Karanda in any way, we are going to have a great, a great relationship together because uh real quick, Karanda, Um, one of the things about you is you you came in, you vetted me, which I appreciated. Karanda did not come in just like, you're the guru, take my money. <laughs> <You> know, there, <laughs> <laughs> there were some questions, right? You went through the process and you really wanted you really made sure that it was a good fit. And at the time, you know, you made that stretch, things were a little di- a lot different you know, financially than yes. they are for you now. And I watched you go through each module and not just listen to it and watch it, but actually apply it. And I saw the the maturity of your questions rise and then the results along with it. So um, you have been exemplary of somebody who I would say is beyond a success story. So if any of you resonate with Karanda, just know that you're that much closer. And what you can do is this. I have a free course that you can get access to 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 wet your whistle. (laughs) Okay, just to give you a, a sample, a small sample of my teaching style, but more so of a strategy that I use with email marketing. Uh, Because email marketing is the gateway into marketing automation, but it's a strategy that I use to increase engagement in your marketing across the email channel. It's one of the things that people often overlook. I've used it for startups, large and small. I use it myself. I teach it. So you can get free access at no charge to that course at automationbridge.com forward slash Carvel, K-A-R-V-E-L.
1: All right. Doing it up special for our listeners. Thank you so much. This has been amazing. This is, I mean, I have to go back and listen because you (laughs) drop so many, so many nuggets as you do every Thursday on your own podcast, all systems go. Just thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time and dropping some nuggets on my, on my brand new podcast. I so appreciate you.
0: Yeah, no problem. I think after you get a few episodes out there, I think we should come back and literally just nerd out on the technical stuff.
1: Ooh! Oh, I (laughs) like like that. It would literally
0: be nerds only, right? It's like, hey, (laughs) listeners, if you're not a nerd, this is a
1: special episode.
0: (laughs) Nerd alert! Uh, But I, I think your people will really love it. I I really do.
1: Done. Consider it done. (laughs) All right, y'all. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope you've gotten some value from listening to this, and if you did do me a favor, make sure you hit the subscribe button now so you get notified of future episodes. This podcast is anywhere that you like to listen to your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, whatever platform you use, please go ahead and leave a five-star rating and review. It's gonna help me get the word out so we can help more business owners. Now, I bet there's something that I've said and you thought to yourself, ooh, so-and-so needs to hear this do me a favor and go share it with them right now. And I will see you next time. Until then, begin as you mean to go on.